and welcome to the Codic Moments podcast. Now, today we're doing something a little bit different. This is actually the first. Oh, it feels good. You should really be listening to this on Sunday morning because that's hopefully when I'm, I'm going to put it up. But this is the first omnibus edition of what we've been putting out on our Alexa flash briefing. So, if you've already listened to that, apologies. This might be a bit samey. And if you haven't already listened to it, go out and buy yourself an Alexa. Then you can listen to it and you don't have to wait for a Sunday morning when we do or don't forget to put them out. <laughs> so basically, here's the uh, here's the snippets of news information and I don't know, can I, can I call them factoids? Is that too twee? We attempt to be factual. I think that's all right, but don't use the word factoids. All right then. And apologies for any noise because my neighbours are having their roof rebuilt. Thanks, Snow. <laughs> 5th of March. So it's that time of month and PlayStation Plus brings its new updates. Landing tomorrow, we've got the offering for March 2018. That is Bloodborne, Ratchet and Clank, Mighty Number no. 9, Bombing Busters and Claire Extended Cut, all of which are available on the PS4. Some of those also work on the PS3 and the Vita. And then exclusively for the PS3, there's Legend of K Anniversary. What do you think of that lineup? We were promised the best lineup ever in all of the tabloid media earlier this week. Uh, and I have to say, it's fallen well short of the mark as far as I'm concerned. I don't think that's been a bit harsh. I think there's two exceptional titles in there. There's two good titles in there. I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to say, personally, they were exceptional. And I wouldn't say it was the best month ever. And when you look at the offering from Games with Gold on the Xbox Live uh, platform this month, you've got Trials of the Blood Dragon super hot and quantum conundrum uh, you know that certainly seems like a much better offering with much less fanfare it's a good offering i think these are i think these are more recent titles i think playstation is, is stuck with what it has been doing which is offering something um a little bit different interestingly they also announced that in a year's time march 2019 they're going to stop supporting ps3 and vita games in the plus service that is not a surprise i think that was a bit of non-news really I think the question remains, are they going to up the offering of PS4 titles or are they just going to use it as a, a way of streamlining the um, the service and reducing their costs? I think that's part of it. I can't say I can see the PS3 and Vita titles costing them that much, uh, but I think they'll just stick with the same three, or, or rather they will stick with three PS4 titles as they have been giving away and maybe add in the VR one occasionally like they're doing at the moment. 6th of March. Today sees the release of, well, I was going to say three games, but actually it's two games in the expansion pack, and one of those games is already out. It's a bit of a strange one, but bear with us. Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition is being released on PS4 and Xbox One, and I believe this is more of a game of the year edition with some additional content and a new barge and some other bits and pieces in the all-conquering Final Fantasy game. You've played 15, haven't you? I have played 15, yeah. Not nearly enough of it. I recommend maybe not picking this version up then. Alongside that, as add-on content, we've got Battlefield 1 Apocalypse, which are new map packs and bound to be more weapons and bits and bobbins for your character to wear in Battlefield 1. So that's going to keep going until a new game comes at the end of this year. And then the third game, and I'll be honest, the one I'm more interested in at this point in time, is TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge. And that is the official Isle of Man motorcycle racing game. It looks an awful lot of fun across a fully recreated island. That's got to be the best motorbike game since Drive Club Bikes. I think you're right. I can't think of another one (laughs) since Drive Club Bikes that I've been really interested in. 
We recently had Monster Energy Supercross, which was quite a, quite good fun, but very limited in what it provided. I think the TT Isle of Man ride on the edge game is going to be the better one. If you're going to do a bike game, it's it's got to be the TT. I don't I don't see that there's anything else with them. Um... You're missing the MotoGP. Yeah, yeah, I know, but the I, I think it's the um, the heritage and the emotion behind the TT as well. It's the challenge, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it's that that the length of the circuit, the the fact that you never ride the same lap twice is yeah f- phenomenal. So really excited for that. Seventh of March. So HB Studios have announced the next iteration of their successful golf game, the Golf Club 2019. Probably pronounced 2019, but do you know what? I don't really care. I mean, I care about the game. That'd probably be quite good. Golf Club 2 was was good. Yeah. So uh, it's called 2019. When's it out? Uh, it's going to be out uh, in the second half of 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that from the title. If it builds on its predecessors, then it's going to be a solid golf game with some really nice uh, opportunities to play with other people, and um, yeah, just a little bit more to it than. Um, well, we have, actually we haven't had a we haven't had an EA series game in a long time, have we? No, I mean the last one I played was the Rory McIlroy PGA Tour one, which I really enjoyed. But yeah, that's a couple of years ago now. If you're looking for something other than everybody's golf, then uh, it's definitely one to keep your eye on. Although, why would you be looking for anything other than everybody's golf? That's a really good point. We've just talked, to, we've just talked to everybody out of the golf club because everybody's golf is just fantastic. Just go and play everybody's golf. Yeah, yeah, just go get that instead. Thursday the 8th of March. Okay, so uh, this evening is the 16th annual MCV award taking place at the brewery in London. And that is basically a kind of, what is it? It's a very much... Uh, publisher focused it's like media awards isn't it for the video game industry run by the mcv pretty much the trade press is that fair for the gaming publishers promoters and retail side of the business yeah i think that's um it's top level isn't it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and they run these each year to give out awards to the best media related aspects of gaming that isn't actually game awards because they don't cover games themselves do they it's all about the people who work on them no exactly it's it's what goes on behind the scenes to make games successful uh, with the publishers and the um the media teams behind them so this year uh it's going to be hosted by yogs cast very own terps Isn't that exciting it is i'd love to say i knew who that was i'm not going to go through the categories because uh to be blunt i'm not sure any of you really care about who the community <laughs> management team of the year will go to yeah, it's um, it's interesting. They've changed the categories this year, haven't they? And they they have moved away from, as we understood it, some of the journalism aspects of gaming. Because yeah. our, our good friend was up for an award last year, but it seems to be very much focused on the PR side this year. And in fairness, we do know some very nice PR people, so I hope some of you guys are up for awards and mm-hmm. and win them. Uh, but yeah, I think for the gaming public, it's it's not something that grabs a lot of headlines. Yeah, so if you are nominated for categories such as uh, the media planning team of the year, then good luck. Um, and I think the most interesting one that I thought about was there's a there's a category for the new games IP of the year, and the nominees for that this year are Nintendo's Arms, uh, Cuphead mm. by Studio MDHR, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice by Ninja Theory, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn by Guerrilla, Playlink. My PlayStation, that's an interesting Ooh, one, yeah. and uh, Prey by Bethesda, which we've um, we've sung their praises many times about that game. We we have we have, and and coincidentally, Hidden Agenda, which is a playlink game, we've just finished playing, which is actually really good. 
So good luck to everybody out there. I think that, you're right, that award is the one that hits gamers the most. It'd be interesting to see who wins. Friday 9th of March. So today sees the release of Life is Strange Before the Storm Limited Edition. And the reason we're mentioning this, because it's a game that's already been out, is it is a physical release of it. So the prequel to Life is Strange comes from the Don't Nod Studios, available on PS4, Xbox One and PC, is more adventures without the time-travelling mechanics, I believe. That's, that's as much as I know about it. It's one of those um, that sat on my hard drive and I've not played yet, and I'm really embarrassed about The limited edition contains the complete series, uh, which is, uh, I couldn't get a clue, I mean, mini-series, really. It's three episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it has an exclusive art book featuring art from uh, Before the Storm. It's got the original soundtrack on CD. Ooh. Uh, it's got a bonus episode called Farewell, which uh, you can play one last time as a young Max Caulfield in a special bonus episode. Mixtape mode, where you can design your own playlist from the soundtrack and listen to it alongside cinematic cutscenes. And uh, an outfit pack, so you can change up Chloe's look with three new complete outfits, including Punk Doe, Hot Dogman, and Illuminati outfits. I- I'm not... I'm not street enough to have said that right. No, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> One of the things I liked about that is it says you can you can change these outfits and then basically see how other characters in the game react to you, which I thought was a really nice touch. It is good. The Don't Not team do some really interesting stuff with their games. Um, if you ever played Remember Me uh, and its memory remixing and the way things interact, and obviously vampires coming from them, uh, hopefully later this year. So Life is Strange, Before the Storm Limited Edition, £35. If you're a fan, it's probably one worth getting on for. And if you're old school, it's got a CD with it as well. How can you turn that down? And if you're in the games press, you may have even been sent some vinyl. Not us, though. Even though we've got the kit to play on. (laughs) Saturday, 10th of March. Okay, so on this day... What are we now? Oh, God, I've got to do maths now. On this day, nine years ago, don't know why I didn't pick something for a decade, but what the hey? Mad World was first released in North America on the Nintendo Wii. Mad World was published by Sega, developed by Platinum Games, and it was just an absolute standout oddity for the Wii because it was this black and white, line-drawn, horrifically violent... (laughs) third person fighting game <laughs> it was amazing absolutely amazing complete juxtaposition to anything else that was available on the way at the time and, and sega seemed to have this brilliant plan where they were going to just bring completely weird obscure and just almost completely inappropriate titles to the wii because they did they did the same for house of the day overkill yes i mean it was like they, they realized that there was a market for the more adult oriented titles on on the platform that sold hundreds of million, did it get to 100 million units in the end? A very significant number of units and was in an awful lot of homes. It made sense. I understand why Sega did it. Um, I particularly enjoyed House of the Dead Overkill. I mean, Mad World was brilliant. Loads of controversy. People saying it should be banned in the UK. Shouldn't be given a BBFC rating. They decided not to release it in Germany, full stop. You, you know how stringent their gaming classification can be. Yes, yeah. Surprisingly enough, it got a, a completely unedited release in Australia, which is really unusual. That for, is, isn't it? I, uh, that is surprising. It was just an awesome game. It really was. And um, if you've never played it, you, I think you've got to, basically, it's, it's one of those ones that's probably worth picking up a Wii on eBay just to say, yeah, I've given that a go and, and get House of the Dead Overkill while you're at it. Sunday, the 11th of March. Happy birthday, Connor, I think is, is what we start. So happy birthday to VDJMB. Yes. Happy birthday, fella. 
And, and why have we picked him for today? Aside from the fact that the 11th of March is his birthday. Well, because he invited us to his birthday party and we felt we owed him. Yeah, we were a bit obliged that way and we were a bit crap with the presents. So, <laughs> here you go. And you haven't got an Echo to listen to this on. Oh, well. Actually, that's that's maybe that's what we should have bought him in an incredibly self-indulgent way. Yeah, we should have done. But... Uh, no, I think we wanted to talk about the fact there was actually some cosplay at his birthday party because it was fancy dress party. Lots of people partook, which was good. Yes. Some people didn't, which was bad. I, I, not partaking is not bad. It is a choice. It was the wrong choice. Anyway, I was dressed as a box of crayons, so that was good. But Connor was dressed as Agent 47. Yeah, in a rather good cosplay. Uh, with an awesome bald cap, which was glued onto his head. And I'll be honest, I walked in and I did have a moment of thinking, is that real? Yeah, I, I thought he'd shaved his head. It was quite convincing until the end of the night when, um, I think as he said, all the sweat from his head pulled <laughs> and just popped the bottom of it like some kind of water balloon. Yeah, that's not particularly pleasant. But there was a Chun-Li. There were an exceptional, actually, like the proper double take. There was an assassin there as well. There was, um, who was Connor. The assassin from uh, Assassin's Creed 3. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name. This is more of a, a shout out for the cosplay element. We've seen a fair amount of it in the past. We've covered it a few times on the podcast. And having seen some fantastic examples this w- weekend, we thought it worth mentioning. Especially seeing as, and this is a blatant plug, but Connor does a series called Dress to Press X, which is where he does cosplay and um, reviews items of clothing from people like Mustard Brand and Sir Coins. That that sound about right? It is. That's exactly what he does on that. Yeah, some nice examples of some uh, Assassin's Creed cosplay over there, Metal Gear Solid stuff. So definitely worth checking out. Okay, so there you have it. That was our week in uh, Flash Briefings. If you've got anything coming up over the next week or maybe two weeks that you actually want us to include in our Flash Briefings, let us know and we'll put them on there. Your birthday, we'll shout out for you. Stay tuned. We'll be trying to do this a bit more regularly. All right, don't forget, if you want to see more, you can check out codecmoments.com and you should definitely, definitely tweet us to at Codec Moments. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.